Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. We are live out of the GoTo Production Studio again. Home Yay! sweet home. Thank God. Our safe space. It feels good. Um, <laughs> you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can find our episodes. You can find featured episodes. You can find spotlight episodes. Right now we have John C. Riley up on the uh, landing page. Which, Duh, remember as that you happened? Do. Remember that happened this last year? I'll never forget. <laughs> I, I listen to it when I need to feel good about myself. Oh. He makes okay. me feel happy. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can find all our socials there. Uh, please follow us. Please like and comment and do all the things. Um, this is another special episode out of Sundance. But before we introduce that, we're going to talk a little bit about awards weekend because we're just coming off of awards weekend. We had the Academy Awards, but my favorite awards ceremony, I wasn't able to watch it, but as soon as I got back to my hotel, I went on Twitter and found out all the winners. It's the Independent Spirit Awards, which is uh, on IFC. Um, Which it should be called our best friends awards (laughs) because I don't want to, I don't want to take any sort of anything away from their talent, but it's sort of the bitch talk bump. It's basically. It's the bitch talk bump. Anyone who's been on bitch, I shouldn't say anyone, most of the stars, actors, directors, uh, creatives, if you will, out of Hollywood that have been on Bitch Talk like throughout the year. <laughs> they win the fucking they independence. They either win <laughs> or at least get nominated. Like Shirkers was nominated. Um, oh, Sandy Tan. And she didn't win anything. But you know what? You're you're a winner in our Are hearts, you Sandy. Who Jesus gives a Christ. Shit? It's not about these awards. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it's about being but it, recognized. But it feels good to know that that this talent, this independent spirit is getting some, yeah. some action. So, um, like Ange said, our best friends, <laughs> some of them won independent spirit awards. Bo Burnham! Bo Burnham won. Oh, eighth Bo- grade. Boots Riley won. Fuck yes. yes. Duh. And all of our friends were up there. Lakeith Le- Stanfield was up there. Steven Yoon was up there. I'm like, they've <sighs> all been on the um tessa thompson who hasn't been on the podcast but we were really close. we were so close like i could have thrown like a fucking salmon cake at or her at that no it was a uh, deviled egg whatever i was there grubbing was a, on deviled there eggs was a cucumber with salmon on top what the fuck i didn't have that are you yes oh, you thank did you. i think you came back with four plates with that on it let's be honest i don't remember the salmon sorry we're referencing when we we didn't crash, it, but we we we. Went I RSVP'd. The, the you did. Planned didn't. Parenthood. You're the one that crashed. Um, brunch at Sundance. I didn't crash. Anyway, I was, I was a plus one. I was actually telling uh, somebody over the weekend that uh, Angie and I were like the Filipino. Snatchers of Sundance because uh, like, I'm totally a snatcher because we go and into a, a go into any venue and I take all the giveaways swoop, swoop. and Ange's already finding where all the free food. <laughs> meanwhile, I guess. No. Meanwhile, I'm the interview snatcher. I don't think. Okay, so I don't. Like, think, oh, Peppa. Oh, oh, Tessa Thompson. Uh, yeah, I don't oh. think we talked about this yet. But I so we get into this party and it's fucking packed, right? Planned Parenthood. And brunch. there's two different bars. So there's all these different places to go. So everybody's kind of like getting drinks or whatever, and I like swoop to the food line. No, you swoop to the bar first. Let's be honest. Okay, yes, I got drinks, but yes. you guys were getting your drinks, whatever, and then I swoop to the food line, and I'm like <laughs> filling plates for all of us, not just for me. I'm not, I do it for all of us, right? This is a team effort. That's true. She always then, comes back with extra plates for us. And then I see Char 
like waving at me. Do you remember, Shari? You're like waving at me. You were at the top because of the stairs. Because I was like, where's Ange? Where's Angela? But then, but then Char's waving at me, and I look at Char, and I'm like, "No, the food's here." So I'm like waving this way. Yeah, I know. We were trying to have like this, like across the room. It was we have totally to learn. Like, yeah. I feel like we need to learn ASL for our next Sunday. Yeah, or why don't we like, have? Seriously. Yeah, we need to have like, arr, arr, yeah, some kind of noise okay, or sure. So anyway, Char's waving at me, and I'm like, "No, the food's over here," because I thought she was trying to tell me the food. I'm like, "No, no the food's I'll- over here." Also, Shar has been carrying around a fifty-pound backpack everywhere <laughs> in Sundance and trying not to slip on her ass. And at this like, point, she's had like three open. mugs, four oh. gift bags. Hey, like. not to mention all the equipment that I didn't want to okay. get lost. Okay, fine. That was thank you, Shar. Because I wanted thank you. Because thank you. There, the, no, because <laughs> I actually was getting upset that all that gear was getting in the way. Of me wanting to put of your more free stuff. shit. Like I couldn't put mugs in there. That because... Planned Parenthood bag was real good though. We got beanies. We got. Oh, you have a dog. Anyway, don't distract me. I'm trying to Sorry. fucking talk. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was trying to grub on food, and they were they spotted Tessa Thompson in the crowd, and I was like, oh shit, well, they it, need me. It was so I run of... over with my two plates. It was one of those moments where. We were at this brunch, but then it was like I started just scanning the room as I do. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's like heavy hitters here. So right. Then, anyways, whatever. So anyways, back to Independent Spirit Awards. <laughs> Boots, Ry- Boots Riley won. Morgan Neville, um, the director oh, of Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, yes, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Goddamn. So, and Aubrey Plaza hosted, who I love from Parks and Rec. So oh, yeah. It was just, and then our friends. It uh, feels Rafa- like being home. Well, Rafael Casal, I believe, was there. And also David Diggs was there on the red carpet. I just That would have been like home for us. Yeah. It would have been super chill. It's just, Next I, year. I still feel so lucky that we fucking interviewed all these people. Right. That's winners. incredible. They're all winners. But these are these are films that are independent, that, that don't get as much uh, play and don't, don't get as much money marketing wise and like but still that doesn't mean they're any less good right that's the thing I just think they're they're better anyways independent spirit awards all our best friends won then you switched the academy awards which was hostless and you felt it by the way and it was snooze fest but I felt like it moved fast which I guess might be uh, a good faster I don't know so Ange and I were texting during <laughs> the academy awards and so the two times that Black Panther won and everyone, all of those people that won were mentioning Ryan Coogler. Right. There was never a shot of Ryan Coogler. Where the Coogler fuck is audience. Ryan Coogler? But I could tell they're looking at him. They're so, looking at him. So finally, what was it? Thir- third times the charm that they, someone talked about Ryan Coogler and they finally panned to him and Zinzi, his wife. I know this because we used to work together. I'm not being a weird creeper. But they finally panned him. I'm like, Serious why? bullshit. Where was the director? Yeah. Why didn't they just have a camera on Fuck him? Fuck you. This man is changing, needs to be put on blast. But he's changing Hollywood. He needs to be He Ugh. needs to be shown. It's such bullshit. But uh, w- when Regina King won. I didn't get to see that. Who, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Her speech was, I mean, we were crying. I was watching with my friend Barley, who's sitting right here. Also but, friend of the show, also donator of the show. Right. Right, friend Donate, and supporter of the show. Two of the show, but they showed Barry for for a hot second, oh. a hot second. But at least they showed him. And with Ryan Coogler, I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Well, Come I on. Just, I kept thinking he was not there, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Right, I know that's what I assumed a, he's too. A little. Sometimes he doesn't want to show up to shit. It's fine. Um, 
one other note and and people will get into this next month when we celebrate women's history month and we we celebrate all the women we got to interview at sundance we have so much to celebrate but your friend lulu oh god from the uh, director of the farewell which got picked up by a24 by the way um who are friends of the show i'd like to say um she was hanging out with her friend barry the whole weekend lulu and barry and julie I mean, all Julie Cohen, director yes. of RBG. Right. There's a picture of all three of them, and it's like I, the culmination I, yeah. of everything we've ever loved. It was like hashtag bitch talk bump. Yeah, bitch. You're what? You're welcome, and and yeah. thank you. <laughs> Anyways, oh yeah, I was just gonna say. I'm sorry. Former former uh, guest of the show, not this year, but Barry Jenkins won at the Independent Spirit Awards as well for um, If Beale Street Could Talk. So I'm just saying, you know, we have a record. Just saying, we have a track record. That's all. Uh, the one uh, moment that we can talk about I don't need to really uh, deep dive into it was the performance by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga <laughs> which I just talked about in length at the bar with our friend Barley and Ange um, uh, I formally announced on our Bitch Talk podcast Instagram account that we're uh, we are pregnant. We are impregnated by the performance. It was very performance. It was very intimate. I have never seen anything so sexy in my life. <laughs> I got to unbutton my top button here. You really are unbuttoning your really shit am. right now. Uh, Calm down, buddy. I, it's also hot. I wore a beanie to mimic what Barley was doing, and now I'm really hot. Um, and I'm talking about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Wow. But I have never seen anything so hot in my entire life. It was pretty sexy. It's... They just, they only looked at each other. It's just, there's something. I don't know if it's not really something. Okay, they're actors, sure. But Char, I mean, did you watch it? I recorded it and watched it in delay this morning. But I I mean, I saw all, I think I saw all the parts that I needed to see. If you need inspiration in your life. No, that was, that was, it was intense. It was, it was, they were just staring at each other. Well, she's been talking about him. It's just on cloud nine for all award season. Like, or even press junket for, you go way back to press junket for, for uh, A Star is Born. She's been talking about him. Him. And but, all and about him and him believing in her. And I didn't know anything about that. And uh, months ago, my uh, another friend of the show, C-Note, all, out of nowhere, just like Instagram messaged me. And she's like, I'm so sick of her talking about Bradley Cooper. <laughs> that, that one line, <laughs> one out of a hundred, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know. I haven't seen the movie yet. It's really funny to me when you're Lady Gaga and you're talking about, like, he believed in me. You're fucking Lady Gaga. Like, right. clearly, um, you're talented. Right. Clearly, you can write songs. Clearly, you can sing. But, but, but I mean, I, I like the song. I, I like the performance. And, um, yeah, it was... It was intense. Yeah, I'm gonna. I told. <laughs> I, t- I told. Just do the, it. I told the. I told the the, the gals here that uh, that that video will be on repeat for me time. So, anyways. Yeah, just private. <laughs> private errand time. Alone time when you just need a little Pri- bump. Just I you know, just when I need boost. a little inspiration in life. You know, yeah. like yeah, just need inspiration. Anyways, um, underwear optional, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Pantsless, pantsless inspiration. <laughs> we got things to do. Okay, so okay, uh, we, we got to go. wrap this up. But we are throwing this um, to an interview we did with director Alex Lehman, 
a Paddleton. A Paddleton, oh. which is actually one of the uh, one of the uh, surprises from Sundance, and uh, very bittersweet personally, but also just I thought a really well done sweet movie. It was so good, and it was one of the ones that we actually watched together side by side, right. but on our laptops. Yeah. On one so we're laptop, both, so in we were both, a bed. yeah, we were both just kind of like crying together in yeah. bed just like oh but it's just so touching and and it's a really beautiful story and yeah mark duplass and uh, ray romano and and just a again a sweet little movie that's on netflix now it just uh it just began to stream last friday february 22nd and you should really watch it if you just want to watch something that's sweet and something about like loving your neighbor and i don't know i just i really i really loved this movie i loved it because it's like companionship is companionship like maybe you think oh i need to be married and do this and do that nope. but really it comes in different forms yes. and this is the beauty of what a friendship can bring and and yeah it's just it's really touching it's very it's touching and it also um it speaks a lot to um male relationships so anyways here's toxic, our interview toxic masculinity uh, we'll cut that well uh <laughs> Throw it now to Alex Lehman, director of Paddleton. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast. My name is John Wildman, here with my co-host from Bitch Talk, Aaron Lim and Angela Tabora. This segment, we're going to talk about the film Paddleton. We've got the director, Alex Lehman, with us. Alex, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Alex, uh, this is uh, we start these segments off by letting our director introduce our listeners to the film. So, tell us about Paddleton. Paddleton's, uh, thank you for having me here, by the way. Paddleton, Paddleton's about um, this this platonic uh, relationship, love, that these two older men have. Um, and it explores what that relationship, it's a really unique relationship. It explores what it is by kind of testing them with pitting them against terminal cancer and how they handle it, letting go. Um, and it's specifically about a relationship that we don't really have a model for in our, you know, in our world right now. It's, mm -hmm. it's these two older men who, um, they just they just love each other. They get each other. They're loners. They're kind of these guys that if you see them walking down the street, you might think they're a little strange, or you might even you know have some preconceptions, or maybe <laughs> call them creepy or something. We all judge a little bit, mm -hmm. but um, but they found each other, and they get each other in a way that you hope that just one person in the world could possibly understand you that much. Um, so it's a really special, uh, lucky relationship they have. It is a very unique relationship and uh, very, very funny. Um, <laughs> yes. And of course, naturally, it's going to be funny um, when you have the, uh, uh, the the two guys starring in, in the film. I thought you were going to say naturally it's going to be funny because there's cancer. Oh, well, well, that too. That's a hilarious <laughs> that, that, topic. That, that, yeah, that kind of goes without saying as well. Um, but uh, uh, talk about how, talk about the uh, the two guys that that, that play um, these friends and how they became part of the project. Well, there's these two guys that have some experience with comedy. Their names are uh, <laughs> Ray Romano. Can you spell uh, that? <laughs> oh, okay. And, and Mark Duplass. Yeah. Uh, so both very, very funny men um, who are also excellent storytellers um, in, in a lot of different genres and in a lot of different ways. And so the way this came about, I've worked with Mark on a few projects. I made a documentary with him called Asperger's R Us, mm. uh, which was a comedy. And then... 
I made uh, a film with him called Blue Jay, which was a two-hander starring him and uh, uh, Sarah Paulson. Mm. So we decided we wanted to do another kind of two-hander and explore, you know, a different kind of relationship in this one. And Ray's uh, Big Sick had just come out, and, you know, you just kind of look at what he's doing there. And, mm. um, I mean, we jumped on it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we, we got so lucky because, obviously, you know, as soon as you see what he's doing in Big Sick and in Parenthood and, and his show Men of a Certain Age, Trying to plug every Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like he his agent or something. Yeah. yeah. He used to be a 20 before this interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, only, he could only afford a 10, actually. Ray's, oh. Ray's struggling. You all know. in one. So really? the nine seasons yes. of his sitcom, I think that's all. Okay. But um, let's, let's talk about the, the, you know, working with these two guys because um, one, you know, on one hand with Mark, um, you know, you've had experience working with him, but this type of production um, you know, budget-wise, you know, time-wise, you know, uh, uh, story-wise, is is so in his wheelhouse that that that, that it, it you know that that it, 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 there has to be. It, it's one of the for, most fortunate things to have a guy like that not only in your cast but on your set with you. Yeah, and and not only on your set, but when you realize that you know Duplass is a is a brand that also has a relationship with Netflix. So you know when you come to Mark and say, "Hey, there's this story I want to do," and he says, "Great, I want to act in it," you know that it means he can call up a guy like Ray and he can call up this little company called Netflix, and <laughs> things start working in a more turnkey way. And then, as you said, really importantly, is there, there is um, I guess you could call it a creative safety net where you know that like you can try weird and crazy things and you don't have to feel like you have to have every single answer because there really is a, a talented guy there. By the way, Romano, I would say same thing again, just a really knowledgeable storyteller and, you know, um, and he understands how to craft uh, a, a joke uh, or a scene, you know, just from what his set work is and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'd be crazy not to look at those guys and say, you know, does it feel like we're getting this? Because it's improv. We did a lot of improv, um, mm. which I'm sure is a key point that I should be talking about. Um, we had an outline, uh, but every scene was was improvisation. We were, we would start with a point A. We knew we needed to get to point D. We we're gonna have to hit B and C along the way, but like everything in between was gonna be just kind of exploration and and improv. And so you just kind of put the cameras on the faces and let the genius happen. Hmm. I was gonna bring up that on Bitch Talk we talk a lot about um, toxic masculinity and this was really a story about mindful masculinity a term we just learned at the Women's March last week <laughs> um, and that we love but can you talk more about that storyline and, and how that was crafted you, how important it was will you define mindful masculinity for um me, sure i'm not the teacher on it but <laughs> i think it more has to do with uh we we look at the word masculinity and it has a negative connotation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but but embracing that masculinity and realizing that it's not just one thing it can also be multiple multiple things. facets to masculinity it's not just one thing like i'm i'm a i'm a jock and i'm strong and i i don't cry it, it can mean mm -hmm. other things it's layered yeah, I, I would, I mean, I would say that it's, I mean, it's just, it's who these, it's who these guys are. It's a little hard for me to talk about this because, I mean, that I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, a toxic masculine. <laughs> You're a mindful word, right? masculine. I'm a mindful masculine. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and a lot of people I know are like that. So um, I guess we could be talking about that sociologically, but there are people like that. I know people like that. And um, so, 
you know, this is just this just happens to be a story about two people who um, are connecting on other things and you know don't have some. I mean, yeah, sure, they're not aggressive and they're uh, they they obviously didn't inherit some sort of um, uh, limited uh, old-fashioned definition of masculinity mm -hmm. from their dad. Like, there's there's obviously some stuff there, but um, you know, I think we were just exploring more uh, their connection. Um, do you guys think that that's that that kind of connection, that kind of friendship goes against uh, what masculinity is in our mind? I think you just don't see that a lot on, on the big screen or the small screen. So it was just really pleasant to watch that part of their relationship. It's true that usually um, we have to diffuse, it, it, when, usually when we make movies about something, you know, a closeness like that, you have to start making jokes, uh, gay jokes or non-gay jokes or mm -hmm. something to diffuse it. So I guess there's something there just uh, where we want to diffuse the... the the, the discomfort of feeling that close to yeah I, I would say that you know um, you know one of the obvious comparisons is classic comparisons is the odd couple mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, you know and and uh, but you're steering clear of that Neil Simon-esque humor and then if you update it uh, the Judd Apatow uh, a style of, of, of the bromances, mm -hmm. um, which also uh, you know takes things uh, to a different level, to a different e extreme, um, and and you're steering clear of that. And I think mm -hmm. to the great credit of the film mm -hmm. that there there's there's a, um, I would call it almost a, a muted uh, uh, style to the comedy, which of course I think lends itself more to the warmth, uh, you know, mm -hmm. between the two guys. Yeah, um, I wish I could say I was smart enough to um, <laughs> be redefining what masculinity is, but. Uh, these are relationships I have with, with my friends. Um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to portray that. So you're inventing games like Paddleton um, with you? With you. I've been inventing <laughs> games like Paddleton since I've been a kid. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. And the, but yeah. that's part of it too, you that. know? I mean, uh, we can say these guys are advanced in some ways, but they also have the emotional regulation of, you know, teenagers, they're children mm -hmm. dealing with cancer and letting go and not knowing how to face it, let alone express themselves through it. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're by no means um, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> one, one scene in particular, um, or, and, and, and it, it kind of runs through the, the, uh, the film that um, I want you to, to talk about, is um, Ray Romano's character, um, his, his uh, disdain for small talk. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and the scene where the woman in his office comes over to, 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 to say something to him and, 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 and basically how he sends her away. Um, talk talk about that scene in particular, because I loved that thing. Um, I haven't gotten the direct too much like comedy, comedy. Uh, but that was one where, you know, Ray improved the hell out of that scene. There were like five minute long takes. I wish I could show you guys the discomfort of this woman not willing to leave his presence and him not knowing yeah. how to <laughs> say, uh, you know, uh, he started talking, he, he would try to make small talk. I know I'm talking about stuff that's not in the movie, but you know, that, that means, you know, you, you get the gist of what is in the movie. Uh, he started making small talk about like, uh, uh, Susan that works in the office, who's a lightning survivor. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just the, the craziest stuff, you know, like, and, you know, she's, she's nice. Well, I mean, sort of, you know, and he's just struggling <laughs> to say anything. And um, um, there's an honesty. I mean, I, I, I'm stuck with that. There's an honesty to who I am and, I, and there's a hatred for small talk. Um, 
I, I just told someone yesterday, like when you start talking to me about the weather that I'm, st I'm standing here, you know, I just want to give you a hug and say, it's okay. Like just, everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can just hold hands. Yeah. Hold hands or not talk or whatever. It, it, was it the same with the halftime speech? Like how much of that was, was improv? Okay. That was, we were cracking. Uh, I just I couldn't. So, <laughs> so actually kind of in reverse of, of what, of what, uh, you know, some of the scenes were Ray actually brought the improv or the the, the halftime speech to us um, <laughs> while we were prepping, you know, because we were doing this like write, rehearse, write, rehearse kind of thing, just kind of developing uh, the script. And he's like, I got this halftime speech, and it kind of like thematically <laughs> maybe folds in no. a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh, it really? Yes, wow. okay. And so we're like, we're gonna <laughs> drop it in here. Like, we're gonna have him start talking about it. We're gonna have him like do it to himself here, and then <laughs> we'll chase it as like possibly one of the payoffs for the end of the movie, which you know. Obviously, he's really trying yeah. to sell it. I mean, really. Like in uh, real life, he was. Life. Yeah. We went. We went for uh, a hike for a morning, and we just. Uh, he just. I mean, he was just working his material out on me. You know, I can't say I, I added much to it, but um, for like a morning, it was just me and Ray just hiking, talking. He was just trying. You're watching a a a level comedian work on this brilliant bit. It was just absolutely a blast to craft it with him. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I wish that was filmed. <laughs> well, 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 the the film is is both uh, a blast as far as being funny and it get you as well. Yes. So uh, touching. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, the film, the title is Paddleton, a screening at Sundance. We've been talking to Alex Lehman, the director. Alex, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank having you. me. Loved it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That was director Alexander Lehman of Paddleton, which is on Netflix, right? Now, one of our favorites. It was Sundance. Let's be honest. It was one of those things where it's it was a feel hard, a feel good. Oh, feel hard. <laughs> okay, go on. Sorry. Feel hard and feel good. Oh, I get it. Feel hard, not f okay. Um, well, I mean, we've been talking about B Coop and Lady Gaga. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Um, but it was one of those uh, little special surprises of a film. It was like, what is this movie? But I was intrigued with Ray Romano. I love Mark Duplass. Anything he does, I love it. Duh. 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 Duh plus. We were actually, he was on the our schedule to come in that morning. I'm like, he's not coming. Yeah, he's not I coming. Remember. And he didn't come. It's fine, Mark. You'll be on our show one You're day. You're forgiven. First strike. Yeah. But we'll see you next year at Sundance. Um, but please watch that film. It's it's very heartfelt. And uh, in a world that kind of sucks uh, on and off every day, watch this film. My, that's my two cents. Right, it's a little thumbs up. It's a little pocket of friendship and companionship and a story that you, you, isn't often told and it's, it's really touching. That's so cute. A little pocket of friendship. They should have used her as like a. Anyways, I'm looking at Barley. She has no idea what I'm saying. Use me. Anyways, um, the one thing we didn't mention really quickly about the Academy Awards was Spike Lee actually won his first Academy Award how uh, many years later and, and wearing Prince Purple? definitely worked it. He flexed. It was dope. He jumped up and, and gave what's-his-butt. Oh, fuck, now I forget the presenter's name. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. He ran up. And leaped up, he and Samuel he M. Jackson just like embraced up. him. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it was high feet. It was special. I don't think the he, energy was great. Everybody was all about it. I just want to say, if you want to talk about white privilege and and how the white man or 
female, uh, how they always do well in life. Look at Spike Lee's career and and wonder why he just got an Academy Award. Just just ponder that. That's all I'm gonna say. If you don't think that white privilege is real, think about his Academy Award winning time. I don't know. It's 2019, yo. I get it. Yeah. I mean, he's been around since the 80s, so let's be real. Um, and he's been every film that he makes is something that is meaningful, that has a great story, and that is powerful and makes a statement every fucking time. So, anyways, so maybe Ryan Kluger will finally get a, a Academy Award nod. Can we maybe just in another see five him to ten years? TV. I mean, that's a first step. Can we just see his face? Don't get me Everybody's started. talking about him. Everybody's looking at him. It's weird. It was it was I, fucked up. That's, and Barry Jenkins didn't get enough time either. He never gets enough time. Just saying. Angela also didn't talk to him while they were in Mexico City together. Anyways. <laughs> you had to bring that up. Yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> you now also didn't give him enough time. Anyways. I did. I was trying to respect him. We were on a rooftop bar. <laughs> in Mexico City. In Mexico City the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I'm texting Aaron. I'm texting producer Shar, And I'm like... Barry Jenkins is next to me. I don't know what to do. And I freaked out and I didn't say hi and I, I had like such a good in, but I didn't. But she Barry, had such a good in. Our third time will be the charm. Third time's a charm. Charm. On that That's note. That's what we do at Bitch Talk. Yeah. We make fun of charm when she's not here. Well, no, we fuck up twice and then the third time's a charm. Right. That's our thing. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Third time's a charm. Anyways, uh, that's Bitch Talk. Thank you for listening. Uh, look out for our Thursday episode with the ladies from Uneasy. They created a web series straight out of Oakland, which we really loved. And we uh, we're going to be extras, I think. Yeah, they, they listen need... to the interview. I think yeah. they're they're they want us to be. I part think of you it. pitched us very well, Angela. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so look for that episode. And uh, in the meantime, bitch, please.